Welcome to another episode of of the Alex Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Alex Grievous. Thank you, you for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Today I have another great guest I can't wait for you all to meet. She does so many things in the Sacramento community and I'm interested to learn more about her. On my last episode, I interviewed Nicholas Hastings, the founder of Square Root Academy, and I hope you all all were able to listen to it. Nicholas makes sure that all kids have the opportunity to be involved in science and math. I plan to go to the Square Root Academy next summer. It has been really hot in Sacramento. Yesterday, I met some of my friends to swim and I have went to camp this last week. This week I'm back to the hacker lab and learning how to do animated shorts. I've also started my YouTube channel, which I'll tell you guys about later. It. I have a joke. As always, I'm going to tell a joke and my guest is going to tell a joke. My joke is, why did the kid bring a ladder to school? I don't know. She wanted to go to high school. <laughs> That's cute. What is your joke, Dr. Flow? My joke is, what do you call a pig that does karate? What? A pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> Today I'm interviewing Dr. Flo Jean Kofer, who is an epidemiologist who serves as the senior director of policy for um, public health advocates. She oversees the state policies or policy efforts and the All Children Thrive California. Dr. Flo received a bachelor's degrees in chemistry and women's studies from Spelman College. Her public health training was at the University of Michigan, where she earned a master's degree in public health and doctorate degree in epidemiology. Dr. Flo is passionate about civic engagement. Um, she has also served in on local commission. I mean, local boards, communities, and commissions in many roles including the Active Transportation Commission, the Mayor's Commission on Climate Change, Sheriff's Outreach Community Advisory Board, Board of Directors for Girl Scout Heart of Central California, and she is chairing in the new city of California, I mean Sacramento, Measure U Community Oversight Commission. Dr. Flo has received a lot of awards, such as the Young Professional Award by the Sacramento Urban League, the Exceptional Woman of Color Award by the Sacramento Cultural Hub, and the 40 Under 40 Award by the Sacramento Business Journal. I am really excited to have Dr. Flo speak on Alex Speaks on the Alex Speaks podcast. Welcome, Dr. Flo, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Alex. I really appreciate the invitation. So, I'm going to ask you some questions. Ready? I'm ready. Okay, so, you are an epidemiologist. 
What does an epidemiologist and what do they do? That's a great question. So epidemiology is a really fancy word for something that a lot of people probably understand, which is that I study why people get sick and what we can do about it. And I do that from the data side. So not just understanding what's happening with them, but understanding how many people are getting sick and why certain things are a risk factor for other things. So you probably heard that smoking right, causes lung cancer. Epidemiologists were the ones that figured out that if you smoke, you're seven times more likely to get lung cancer than someone who doesn't smoke, right? So it's not just knowing that, right? It's knowing how much and why. And so that's what we do. That sounds like stuff that my mom does at her job. It is. Like she has a master's degree in public health. Yep. And she works at the Office of AIDS and, and she works for the state. Yes, she does. And she does a lot of work that involves epidemiology as well. Yeah, so what kind of, so this is a follow-up question. What do you, does like the kind of research that you do? So how do you like do your research and like find out about like, uh, like smoking? Like, so how do you like guys like find out about that? And, like, so what's the research that you do in order to Sure. So we do something called population-based research, right? There are four of us in the house, or five of us in the house right now, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not, a, that's not a big population. That's just everybody who's in the house right now. But when we think about everybody who lives in the city, or everybody who lives in the state, or everybody who lives in the country, that's considered population-based research. So we look at data sets, places where we find information about lots of people, and we look through them to see if there are any trends that we're observing. And trends mean like, big things, not just something that happened to Alex or to Flo, but something that's happening to a lot of people beyond just the two of us. And that's where we get our data. I think I've heard about that before, the population. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I've heard about that. In fact, in 2020, we're about to do the census, right? And the census is when we go to every single person who lives in this country and we try to count them. So we know exactly how many people live here and how much we need to spend to make sure we take care of them. Yeah, I yeah I learned that, about that in my fifth grade class. That's and so cool. Yeah, so are you gonna we, help your parents fill out the census when the form comes next year? Maybe. That sounds like a great role for you. So my cousin Natalia wants to go to Spelman College at, when she graduates from high school. So where is Spelman College, and what would you tell her about Spelman College? Well, your cousin has really good taste in schools because I know I have a biased opinion, but I think it's the best school on the planet. <laughs> uh, Spelman College is in Atlanta, Georgia, so it's about 3,000 miles away from Sacramento. And it is in the heart of the west end of Atlanta, and it's near a few other schools as well. So there's Morehouse College, which is across the street. There's Clark Atlanta University, which is also across the street. There's Morris Brown. There's also the... Um, interdenominational theological seminary and then there's Morehouse School of Medicine and so those schools all come together to, to make up the Atlanta University Center and they are five schools that are historically black colleges uh, meaning that they were founded primarily for the education of black people. Martin Luther King Jr. went to Morehouse. He did go to Morehouse. Yeah and, and I have a like shirt from there. Awesome! Yeah my mom likes to get a lot of shirts like, yes. when we went to Seattle. I see you have on a Seattle Redhawks University shirt. Yeah. Seattle University Redhawks shirt. You should read it not in order, but the way it was intended to be read. Also, that's a long, <laughs> that's a long way from here. 
It, it is. It is a long way from here. And Spelman also is a school that um, only educates women. Yeah, so... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, you said that it's 3,000 miles away. So, for 3,000 miles away, if it and if it's a good school, so what, what kind of stuff do, do they do there? Sure. So, we are known for um, our science programs in particular, um, and we are one of, the, one of the top schools for sending black people to medical school and um, helping them earn PhDs, especially in sciences. Hmm. Okay. So, you have two bachelor's degrees, and one, is, one of them is in chemistry, mm -hmm. and the other one is in women's studies. Yes. So, what was your favorite thing about both subjects? Because I like chemistry sometimes, like, I like fiddling around with, like, other stuff in liquids. Yeah, I, I really, I always loved lab. Um, in chemistry. So we, my, my favorite lab probably was organic chemistry because you actually made things under the fume hood. And I always thought that was really cool to be able to look at the equations we were studying in class and then be able to recreate them under a fume hood. Um, and so that I always thought that was really cool. There also was, you know, you and I were playing earlier with our Lego model, but there also was a lot of modeling done in organic chemistry where you're looking to see how molecules are shaped. And so I love putting together and building things. So that was always a lot of fun for me. Um, in terms of women's studies, one of the things I really enjoyed was learning the history of women's movements, but from the perspective of black women, right? And what was their involvement and what impact did the things that we often talk about as just being related to women have specifically on black women? So at the Public Health Advocates, you oversee a program called the All Children Thrive California. So what is that program about? That program is about working with cities throughout the state of California to help them learn how to make sure that kids are really healthy. Um, and not just focusing on their physical health, but specifically focusing on their mental health and well-being. And so the goal is to make it so that we don't traumatize or mentally harm kids. Um, and that we're doing that work in a way that um, allows the cities to have a role and responsibility in taking care of the people who live there. That kind of sounds like my mom's job, where she goes to a place called The Mind, mm -hmm. and so she works there, and she, like, helps children with autism, like, like, um, un like, so she helps the families and the parents mm -hmm. and adults so that they understand what their child means and stuff. Absolutely. And what their child is doing. So yep. it kind of sounds like something that you're, it kind of sounds like the thing that you're doing. Yep. It's very similar. The, the major difference would be that we're thinking about it from a policy perspective. So what can cities do to be able to give more money to things or to be able to change the way that they function so that the kids that live there um, are operating better? Whereas your mom is working directly with families. And so we sometimes call that a clinical or a direct service approach. So, I know that you're you are going it, to be a keynote speaker at my mom's conference, the Black Women's Health and Wellness Conference. Yes, I so am. So, what are you going to talk about? 
of the conference? Sure, that is a great question. Um, so the one of the things I love about the Black Women's Health and Wellness Conference is the focus on what's happening with us and why. And so we're going to talk a little bit about stress um, and it's the role it plays in our lives and what we're actually able to do to be able to address it. Like really practical, tangible tools that we can um, put in place in our lives so that we are not completely overrun and run down by the things that are on our plates. Okay, so civic engagement is important to you. So what keeps you interested in civic engagement? I was raised um, with a few different sort of sayings that are values in my life. Um, one is that to whom much is given, much is required, which is from Luke 12, 48. Um, and that, that verse always means to me less about money and more about the investment in you or that if you have a talent, right, that you've been given, that it's your responsibility to share that. So as an example, you're really good at hosting this podcast and I'm really having a good time with you right now. And so it is your responsibility to continue to make your YouTube channel and to make this podcast because you have parents who've invested in you, you have the resources to make it happen and you're good at it, right? Um, and so I think about civic engagement in the same way that if you have the ability and you're good at something, you should give back. But the second part of it is that I was raised to believe that we are all part of a big community whether that community is defined as just your family and the people you live with or the people in your neighborhood or your city or county or state or nation or planet. And so you take on different responsibilities there to make sure that you're leaving the place um, as nice, if not better, than you found it. And that means taking care of the environment and that means taking care of the people who live in that environment. Okay, so what is, so I'm, I'm going to ask you, so in your bio you said that you have a, um, uh, um, a doctorate degree, right? Yes. So what is so what is a doc a doctorate degree all about? Sure. So it's considered to be what we call a terminal degree, and that just means it's at the end of the line. Um, and so it is a degree that is primarily focused on research. Um, if you get a PhD, if you get a DRPH um, in, in our field in public health, that's a doctorate of public health, that one is focused more on practice. But generally speaking, it's a research degree that is a way for you to establish that you understand how we do research in our field and that you also understand kind of the basic concepts in this field so you can go out and do research on your own. Okay. So in your bio, you mentioned that you work on the mayor's commission on climate change. Yes. Are you interested in being the mayor or governor? <laughs> I feel like this is a setup question. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I will be very honest that I get this question a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think it is the perfect role for me. I think that there are some other ways that I can serve our communities that I'm really honored and flattered that people think that I should even answer or entertain this question. So thank you for asking it, Alex. Yeah, I'm I'm going to make an episode with the mayor. That's um, very cool. Yeah, so I'm going to do a, like a podcast episode with him, like somewhere in his office, or maybe be our office, but I'm not sure yet. So, so in your you're, so my mom mentioned that you like Marvel movies, right? I do. 
So which movie is your favorite and why? That is a really good question. Um, I'm going to have to say probably Captain America Civil War. It's probably my favorite um, in terms of storyline. Um, in terms of movies that just deeply impacted me, I'd have to say Black Panther. I like um, Spider-Man Far From Home. I can't give oh, any yeah. spoilers because... Um, Not everybody has seen it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but it's a really great movie. I, yes. I really like it. I agree. That's a, It's a hard one because there are so many really good ones in the Marvel Universe, but I'd have to say probably those are my two favorite. Yeah, and then if, I, if another Spider-Man movie... If it's not another, if it's not a Spider-Man movie, I would probably say either like either Black Panther or Endgame because mm, I yeah. like Endgame a lot. Yes, Endgame. Endgame was it was a nice conclusion to so many different movies. So you do a lot of civic engagement for Sacramento, and you want to make sure that people are safe. What makes you love Sacramento? Ooh, this is a great question. So I, Sacramento is my adopted home. I was not born and raised here. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And one of the things I love about Sacramento is it reminds me a lot of Pittsburgh. And so there is a feeling of home that I had here even before I made this place my home. For one, we have some really great rivers that run through our um, community and Pittsburgh has the same. Um, and so it's part of the summer life is the things that revolve around the river um, and just even the bridges that you use to cross over the river are, are kind of always give me that feeling of home. Um, the other thing I like about Sacramento is that it's a mid-sized city. And so that means that it's large enough that there are lots of things to do here, but small enough that you can actually create community and get to know people. Um, and it's not particularly transient. And what I mean by that is people don't move in and out of Sacramento a ton. So you can make friends here and have those same friends for a very long time. Um, and so I like that a lot about Sacramento. Um, and then I also like being in a place that has warm weather. So everybody's complaining about it being 100 plus degrees. I love it when it's really hot here. And I would certainly trade even the extreme heat for never having to shovel snow or um, dig my car out of snow ever again in my life. Everyone here in Arizona disagrees with that. <laughs> I know. So, I know. <laughs> people love to complain about the hot weather here, but I love it. And I say I would take it any day over the opposite extreme, which is extreme cold. I like rain. So, so you need to you need to go to Seattle. <laughs> Seattle is a place that's gonna have lots of rain. I well, I went there. But <laughs> yeah, it, it did snow, but it was like cooler than here. <laughs> so you like it cooler? Yeah. So see, I had this experience when I was in Michigan where I had to walk across campus, probably about fifteen to twenty minutes, to get to my first class. And that day was the high for the day was one degree, and the wind chill factor was negative thirty six. And it was so cold that my eyes started to tear up, but the, the, the tear froze in the corner of my eye. And it wasn't until I got inside that it started to drip down my face. That's how cold it was. And you know what I say to that? Never again. <laughs> I, okay, so <laughs> a few weeks ago, I interviewed Captain Norm Leong with the Sacramento Police Department and asked him what makes a good community leader. And he said, Someone who does it is it with their heart, and do, and what do you believe makes a good community leader? 
I think that's that's part of it. I think also when we're talking about a good community leader, it needs to be somebody who listens to other people, who recognizes that they don't have all of the answers, um, who wants to collaborate because we do go farther together, even if it takes a longer time to bring other people along, um, and someone who really has a good mind for justice. Um, I think without that, you can have somebody who's very um, likable, uh, and very committed, but possibly committed to things that don't actually help to improve the lives of the people around them um, and that don't make other people feel better about what's happening in terms of progress. So how, so how did you become, become an epidemiologist? Or, or? I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the short answer. So I majored in chemistry and also in women's studies. Um, and to some people that sounds really impressive. It was really just I was very unfocused and I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself So I figured I'd keep lots of options open, which is an okay thing to do But it wasn't because I was trying to earn multiple degrees. It was just because I couldn't I couldn't choose one um, And so as graduation was nearing I started feeling a lot of I don't want to say pressure because nobody was pressuring me But it was probably internal pressure like me, you know kind of trying to get myself together to make a decision. And so one of my professors at Spelman, Dr. Demanja, we were doing some um, some research on um, these organohalogens, so these products in breast milk. And we were, we were doing some studying um, of that. And I was asking a lot of what I did not know at the time were public health questions. Um, so not about the chemistry of what was happening, because I mostly understood, you know, the IR peaks we were looking for. But I was asking questions about, I wonder what impact certain compounds have on a woman's ability to produce breast milk or on, you know, her infant's de desire up for the milk, right? Like all of these kind of public health questions. And so finally, I think he got sick of me asking questions that were totally off topic for chemistry and said, well, I think you should go across the street and take this class. And it was a public health class. And I fell in love with it. And so then I ended up taking intro to epidemiology the next semester and saying, this is what I want to do and applying for the master's program in public health. Mm -hmm. So I have Dr. Demanja to thank for taking my very unfocused mind and, t and forcing me to take a class so I could find somebody else to ask my public health questions to. <laughs> so the moral of that story is pester people with good questions because eventually they'll tell you what you should do with your life. <laughs> so... What is a project you like to do outside of work? Outside of work, I I have really recommitted myself to making things and art. Um, I love to paint and I, I really like to be creative in, in a visual way. Um, and so I my commitment is to color, to paint, to build, to do that kind of thing on an ongoing basis. Okay, so my final question is, what would you tell your 11-year-old self? What would I tell my 11-year-old self? Um, I would probably tell my 11-year-old self a couple of things. One, um, really appreciate the friendships that you have because some of these people will be in your life for a very long time. Um, and so enjoy and really appreciate that time. I would tell my 11-year-old self not to be in a rush to grow up. Um, because as fun as it is to be an adult, it's also a lot of work. <laughs> and so I would not be in quite so big a rush to be a grown-up. Um, and I would probably tell my 11-year-old self that um, liking yourself is more important than anybody else liking you. 
So that's the end of my normal questions. Now I will ask you ten, you ten quick questions. Are you okay. ready? I'm ready. So water. So oh, okay. I'm ready. Okay. So the your favorite Mar Marvel character. My favorite Marvel character. My husband loves Captain America, and I don't want to be the same as him. So I'm going to say Iron Man. My uncle likes Iron Man <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so your so your favorite singer? My favorite singer would definitely be Whitney Houston. If we're talking of all time, um, definitely, yeah. I'm the Michael Jackson mom likes Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. She has just a, such an effortlessly flawless voice. Looks like she's never even trying. Uh, what what do you like? to do to relax also with that Whitney Houston thing I think Michael Jackson and her mm -hmm. do that. Also Prince maybe. <laughs> oh Prince is amazing. But what do you like to do to relax? What do I like to do to relax? Um I enjoy listening to podcasts. Um I enjoy painting. That's one of the things I do to relax. And I enjoy running. It's a good way to clear my head. So what yeah, what is your favorite t-shirt to wear? My favorite t-shirt to wear? I have a few. They all kind of have social justice messages on them. Um, so my three-way tie um, would be the one that says, we built this joint for free, uh, which is referencing, you know, our enslaved ancestors who built this joint for free. Um, another one that I have is a chemistry one that says black lives have mass and occupy space and having mass and occupying space is a way that we define matter in chemistry so i love that shirt um and then my final one is one that says my ancestors wildest dreams were not mindless assimilation into white institutions and that basically is a long-winded way of saying our role is not just to show up um, and be the first black person in, in some space, but it's actually to really think about what role we play in making the institutions and the world better places um, and to right historic wrongs. So what was your first job? My very first job was as a tutor in the after school tutorial and enrichment program at my church in Pittsburgh. Um, first car? My first car was a gold Saturn. Favorite cartoon? Ooh, favorite cartoon, Captain Planet for sure. Um, favorite place to travel to? Favorite place to travel to? Of course, my heart and soul is Durban, South Africa. Fa um, and my last is favorite song. Favorite song? Ooh, this is hard. Um. I don't know that I have a favorite song. Arr. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have a favorite song. Oh, well that's okay. Yeah, I, I really don't. I don't think I have a favorite song. Okay, so to replace that question, I have your favorite cartoon character. My favorite cartoon character. Well, since, um, since I went with Captain Planet for my favorite cartoon, which is definitely true, 
I'm going to say my favorite cartoon character is probably the person on the show that was Wynn. So thank you, Dr. Flo, for being a guest on my podcast today. As I mentioned before, I love the city of Sacramento, and I think that is a great place to live. And I'm really happy there are people like you who want to make sure that it continues to be a great place to live and wanting to make sure that people are safe. It would be cool if you you were the mayor or governor because you would make good decisions. <laughs> And so, Dr. Flo, how would you like to end today's show? Well, I want to thank you for having me on, Alex. This has really been cool. This is my very first podcast, so I'm really excited to be on it with you. Um, I've done a radio show before, but I've never, I've never done something specifically titled a podcast. So thank you for bringing me into the 21st century. And thank mm-hmm. you for asking me really good questions. I'm really impressed with your interview style. And I hope that you become one of the hosts of one of our local, you know, shows on maybe KVIE or on ABC or CB, you know, one of our CBS affiliates or NBC affiliates right here in Sacramento because you're really good at this. And you're, you're a kid, so imagine how cool, how good you'll be at it by the time you become our age. So keep up the good work and thank you for having me on. To that I say thank you and I might do it for my book. <laughs> so... Do you have any announcements that you want to make? I don't have any major announcements other than, of course, the Black Women's Health and Wellness Conference is coming up, so we definitely have to plug that. Um, and, yeah, I think that's pro- that's probably the big one. I don't know when this is going to be published online, so maybe before the conference? Yeah, okay. it's probably before. <laughs> okay. So... If you have an idea, feel free to contact me at alexgreviousspeaks at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in to Alex Speaks, and I'm your host, Alex Grievous, and I will be soon with another community leader. Bye.